Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. Today's episode is all around lonely, being lonely, dealing with lonely, recognizing you're lonely, and here's the context. Here's my story. So just a little bit of context is I'm a people person. Uh, if you've ever done Strength Finder, I've got uh, woo, win others over as a number one strength. People trust me quickly. I build connections. So connections is a strength. It's good to know when we're talking about feeling lonely. Uh, what else is on a disc behavioral style? I'm like, a, there's always, there's four different behavioral Indices or styles, D-I-S-C means dominant or influencer. Uh, the steady is the S and the C is conscientious. So just as an FYI, I'm like 70, 174. So strong, here's uh, Danny Silk would say, Andy, uh, you're like a combination of Iron Man and Tigger. You're going to change the world and have fun doing it. So uh, influencer, have fun, joy, speak with my hands. That's kind of me. So that and second thing is we've just moved from California where we were for 14 years embedded in a community, not just a church community, but a city. So from law enforcement through to the startup community, engaged in every area. We left that all behind when we came to Pennsylvania, not to a church, uh, not to a business, but to a new location where we did not know a single individual within an hour and a half's drive. So on the East Coast, that's significant. Perhaps not so much if you live in Montana. But anyway, that's where we are. Context of that. The other kind of thing to be aware of is uh, my whole business is all about connect, train, and activate people. So every single week, I have multiple relational, conversational calls with people all over the country and outside of the States. So that's going on all the time, and they're genuine, authentic conversations, helping people grow in relationship with God, influence in business, and engagement in what the kingdom is doing and around them. So in the middle of that, uh, last week, like just last week, I was feeling like irritated, out of sorts, wondering what's going on. Like something's just, and I'm looking for what's wrong, what's wrong. And I started to realize what's going on and how did I find that out? By having a conversation with my wife. Usually what points out some questions or feedback to, oh, oh my gosh, I'm having an emotion. Like I'm a New Zealand born American male and I'm having an emotion. This is this is crazy. So what led up to that is so firstly my kids who've grown to be friends. So now young adults and adults, they or well, three out of four have left to go to college. So they're all over the place. So I didn't just didn't just drop off one of my kids. I actually dropped off some of my friends. So that's one thing. Another thing, my wife that week had COVID. So she was keeping her distance. When my love language is words of affirmation and touch, and you are kind of separated from the one that you're closest to, that kind of builds into this. What else? My daughter, who was supposed to come home for the weekend as planned, couldn't because my wife, Janine, had COVID. So that's a bummer. Uh, next point. 
I've been reaching out to connect with local law enforcement, just like I'd done in Redding, California, built up a wonderful, wonderful relationship with uh, one of the police chiefs who then became the sheriff. Uh, ongoing involvement there. And so I thought, wow, I'm over here. Let's me do the same. So I call the local law enforcement police department. Hey, I'm Andy. And I was wondering if I could do a ride along. And they're like, you want to become a police officer? I said, no. I'm a citizen, I've got a business, I'm engaged, and I just so appreciate what you guys are doing. I'd love to get to know you, support you, and hear from you, your perspective of this community. Oh, uh, we don't do that. Like, we don't have, it's like, it's kind of funny, kind of sad, in the sense that they don't have positive, engaged, proactive people engaging with them in a positive manner. They're used to dealing with negative and so somebody like me turns up, hey, I want to I support you. I want to help you. I want to be part of what you're doing so that I can also learn from you. It's like, uh, we, we don't know what to do with you. Uh, let, let us think about it. Um, can we do a background check on you? So anyway, that's, that's going on, but that wasn't going forward like I planned. And finally, we've been looking for a local church. And that's probably the first time we've done that maybe in... What am I, 48 years old? So from going to college to going to my first job, then to moving to the state, every single time has been uh, embedded in a local church, which is a key to accessing a community of people. Well, this time where we came here at the voice of God and trying to find a church which, uh, where we could feel home has been a lot longer process than I thought. And so in the middle of this, feedback from my wife, a light bulb moment happens. Oh my gosh, this out of sorts feeling, this kind of sense of, I'm just like, what, what's going on? I'm lonely. I have more than I can manage and handle virtual conversations with people all over the country all the time. I can pick up the phone and call somebody that we can pray and minister to one another. That's not an issue. It's the realization that I need and I miss people face-to-face that you go walking with, running with, engaging with in your personal community that you can actually do life and build with people that know you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I miss. So first step to change, if, if you're listening to this and you're realizing, oh, I'm having an emotion too. I feel lonely. I've got, I'm surrounded by crowd. I'm surrounded by friends, but they're kind of distant. There's nobody that actually knows me that's walking with me. I've got it all online or even perhaps it's in person, but nobody really knows you. Then this is for you. So firstly, it was a bit of a shock for me to realize I was feeling lonely. Oh, oh my gosh. At the same time, it was freeing. Oh, that's what's going on. I have a feeling I can do something about this. So here's the process that I walk through and some resources to go further that'll help you with where you are at. So firstly, I sit with the Lord and begin to process it. He knows me better than I know myself. Actually, I started to unpack it and go deeper or unravel it, depending on how you look at that. And that's what happened over the next few days. I journal. So I'm writing down what I'm learning. So the first thing is I became aware of lies that I was starting to believe that were reinforcing loneliness. Maybe I don't fit. Maybe I just don't belong. I'm not wanted. 
I'm unloved. I'm an outcast. I'm rejected. Now, you can see that trail or spiral of negative thoughts that if you start to believe them, then actually you are on what we would call the death spiral. Not a nice name for not a nice process because of the person or the being behind that, which is actually devil. He has a plan for you. Satan has an intention for you that is only to result in death, decay, and loss. Whereas Jesus came that you might have life and life more abundantly. And even if you have 100% union with God, he still wants you to engage in person with people. How do I know that? Adam, in the garden, perfect union with God. And God said, it's not good for him to be alone. And he created a human, a opposite sex person for him to engage with and build a lifelong partnership. Now, it's also uh, Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. There's something about in person, in connection, building and growing together, someone to get you back. So this progression of thought is entirely what the devil wants you to do. Go from being thriving to a place of death. So that's not cool. The other thing I realized is Oh my gosh, I was believing those lies that were reinforcing a behavior to seek me to isolate, to separate, and to actually then wait for someone else to do something. It's passive rather than actually taking the initiative, reaching out and introducing myself to others. So what do we do? Stop it. <laughs> sounds, sounds simple, but actually it is. Stop what you are doing have a new thought, have a new feeling. Where does that come from? I've got to re-engage. So what does that look like? Thanks to my wife and the Holy Spirit prompting, I found the problem, which is actually the first thing. And then I've got a choice of how to move forward, to own it and change it, or actually follow that along the path, path that ultimately ends in loss and death. So if you're in that place, just pray along with me. It sounds something like this. Jesus Thank you for loving me. Thank you for paying the price for me to be one with you. I've been feeling lonely. I've started to believe the lies that I don't fit or I don't belong. Please forgive me for partnering with the lies and listening to the spirit of rejection. I receive the acceptance and adoption and security and identity that you freely gave me. Thank you that I'm accepted and I belong and I'm a member of your family. So I divorce rejection. And Jesus, what do you want me to know instead? I went through that process myself. Uh, if you want some scriptures to kind of back this up, Ephesians 1.6, which says, To the praise and glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the Beloved. Ephesians 2.19, which says, Now you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. And Romans 8.15 and 16, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then jump into Isaiah 53, which talks about, prophesies Jesus. He was rejected. He was despised. 
We thought it was God doing this to him, but it was for our benefit and he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. Prophesize that. Jump into that if you want more, but come back to this. Is Then just ask this question. So Jesus, I divorced rejection. I refused to partner with that. I cut off all connection with that and I partner with you. I am one with you. So Jesus, what do you want me to know instead? And then take a moment to pause, sit quietly, and write down what comes to mind. It's probably God. So for me personally, I immediately heard him say of me, I'm in the right place at the right time with the right message and the right people. I mean, just that itself is just confirming, Andy, be still and know God. Be still and know truth. Be still and know that you're accepted. I'm in the right place at the right time with the right message and the right people. And then the second phrase, I am dearly loved by all who know me. I am dearly loved by all who know me. I wrote that down and I use that as a weapon every time I recognize that lie trying to keep in. What else does it do? It actually positions me. If I'm walking into a group of people that I don't know and I'm already thinking, I'm not sure if I belong here. I'm not sure if I've wanted. Maybe I don't fit. I'm unlike. If I'm thinking like that as I go in, that's like walking around with a bad smell. It rejects people. It repels people. It doesn't attract them. But if I walk into a community, even though they may be strangers, and I already know I'm in the right place at the right time with the right message and the right people, and I am dearly loved by all who know me, that attracts people that relaxes you and facilitates connection much much easier so write it down use that as a declaration and pause before you go into meetings just reminding yourself this is who i am i'm accepted i'm loved i'm adored i'm connected and finally don't just stop with that spiritual activity take the initiative so dealing with the lies and reconnecting with who jesus says you are is the first step Now, here's some practical things that you need to do to walk into freedom in life and healthy in-person community. So start by asking yourself, what could I do to take initiative and reach out? Not waiting for someone to come up and introduce me or invite me, but I'm going to take the initiative. Who could I do that with? Where could I go to meet people? So here's some real practical things that we did. Uh, We met I bumped into some fellow parents of, of our daughter who's at a school and they lived 10 minutes away. They reached out and said, let's go for dinner. So we responded, said yes, made a date, connected with them just on Sunday night and had a fantastic time. Those are not visitors right now. Those is my wife coming home and the dog's barking. So we met with people. We followed that invitation. Secondly, is uh, we went to a local church and didn't wait. We actually introduced ourselves. We had a conversation. We didn't just have a single conversation, yes, no, but actually shared a little bit, get a bit vulnerable. Uh, Thirdly, take initiative with local community connections. There are so many connections going on in your community. It's phenomenal. How do you engage? Put your hand up, engage. So what's some practical things that I've done? So I looked up online and I checked out the Chamber of Commerce. 
and that's the business community. Uh, I found on there that they have a leadership program that introduced participants to key people and influences of the community. So I've emailed, inquired about actually doing that program starting February of next year. What's that going to do? Immediately connect me with different sectors of this society that I'm living in. Uh, what else? I found that the local economic development corporation has like a meet and greet over food on Thursday night. That's like two nights away. So I've put that in my calendar and I'm going to go. Uh, what else can I do? Uh, ask the Holy Spirit what else you could do. So for me, that looks like taking more time, more intentional time in my office to pray in the Spirit and literally just jump on a YouTube. Uh, you can choose Elevation Church, Bethel Church, uh, Upper Room. There's so many wonderful, wonderful churches that have extended periods of worship. And you just put it on and just begin to worship. And you'll find that as you do that and wrap yourself in the presence of God. That's Psalms 41, I believe, or Psalm 91 is the same. Isaiah 41, Psalm, Psalm, 40, Psalm 91 is wrap around presence as I worship him. He feeds me. He fills me. And then seek out further resources. Maybe you're listening to this and you think, oh my gosh, I, I'm, a, I'm aware of loneliness. Oh, I've been listening to lies that have actually gripped me for years. And I've been walking around with a unhealthy repellent to the very thing that I want. So if you recognize that for yourself, here's some resources. Uh, grab a hold of Donna De Silva's She's got a book called Shifting Atmospheres, and there's actually a course that she's got. So you can jump onto that, search Dorna D. Silver, and you'll find that. There's a ton of stuff there. A Read or Watch Spirit Wars by Chris Valentin. Understand the spirit realm and the lies that are flying around, and then equip yourself to fight. Uh, find a counselor or get a session. Bethel Sozo does that. Uh, Orbis Ministries with Ken Fish has a ton of resources around inner healing, around deliverance, understanding the spirit realm. And then if you listen to this and maybe you've got some people in person and you're looking for a community that is all across the states and the world, well, check out heavenandbusiness.com free dash trial. Join us. One of the things as a part of that learning community, is we meet every single week on a Wednesday, which literally looks like 30 minutes of testimonies all over the world of what God is doing. That's you sharing what God is doing in your place. And we share that. It's very hard to stay discouraged and disconnected when that goes on. Secondly, we actually will pray through Scripture. We teach you how to do that. It's you doing it. It's very engaging. It's quick. 12 to 1 Pacific time, 3 to 4 Eastern time, every single Wednesday. And we only ask that you're part of the membership to protect the community and the privacy of that because some wonderful things are shared. So those are some resources. I trust that's valuable to you. Uh, if you want any more, you've got any questions or comments, don't hesitate. Email contact at heavenandbusiness.com. And we'll talk again next week. <laughs>